Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Matt Moeller from Delta Systems, Inc. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thanks, Mike. So, Matt, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do for safety. Well, I'm the uh, Facilities Director at Delta Systems, and uh, with that, I'm responsible for safety and security and managing the maintenance department as well. And I've been doing safety for as, as long as I can remember. I would probably consider myself to be a safety professional over the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah, Matt, you're one of the most knowledgeable safety managers that we've seen at our safety council and in the local area, actually. So you're always a, a knowledge base that we come back to every now and again. So we definitely appreciate you in the safety world here in Portage County. So with that, we thought you're the perfect local person to interview in regards to inspiring safety. So how do you gauge employees in safety and inspire them to work safely? Well, I think there's a few things. And you know, what comes to mind is being consistent with information and keeping trainings fresh. So if I can explain, you know, we have to have the safety rules. We have to wear PPE. We have to make sure guarding is in place and that, you know, authorized employees use lockout tagout properly. And, you know, there's times when people need to have a little nudge or a reminder. And as long as, you know, not anything over the top, I think it's better to educate them and re-explain why that's important. But then to take it a step further, when you're doing that training, one of the mistakes that I had seen early before I was the one doing the trainings was you get that same old safety training video or that same old right. PowerPoint year yeah. after year after year. And, you know, what happens is your employees that have been with you that same amount of time start toning out because they're like, yeah, I've seen this one before. Yeah, I know what they're going to say. And so uh, you kind of lose them and they don't get that refresher quality on that safety topic that you'd hoped. You know, sometimes you have a really good video and you're like, man, this one covers all the bases for me. That's fine, but try to find a way to mix something else in with the training so it's not the exact same year after year after year. And then with that, follow up with your employees on the floor, you know, and set that example. You should never be caught on the floor in an area where safety glasses are required as a safety professional without having your safety glasses on. Or even now as the pandemic that we're dealing with, everybody has to wear a mask. It's mandated by the state. Not many people like it, but I can't be on the floor without having a proper mask over my, my nose, mouth, and chin and setting that example for employees because if I'm not doing it and they see senior leadership not doing it, then what's their motivation on it? So all of this is, is I know that's a new topic, but it all ties together. Whether it be for safety glasses or hearing protection or masks, we have to set that example. And, you know, an, an old adage is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. When I do trainings, I let them know that my goal, my personal goal, is that they're going home in the same condition that they arrived at work. And I know a lot of people use that line, but I'd, I'd like to hope that the people that I'm training really get that feel from me. Yeah, Matt, you mentioned consistency. I think this is one of the least talked about things in regards to safety because a lot of safety managers may complain that employees aren't in compliance, and then a lot of middle managers may complain the executive suite isn't forcing them and allowing them to hold people accountable. There's like this kind of us versus them thing that happens a lot. And one thing across the board, and a lot of times when I hear people play the hero, victim, villain, or us versus them card is at the root issue, a lot of times there's inconsistency 
between enforcement, communication, and all those different things, like you're saying, right? If I'm not wearing a mask, I may be saying you have to wear a mask, but I set the example and get literally give permission to my employees. Well, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And, and consistency Absolutely. across the board is huge, isn't it? It is. It's a. Uh, it's real consistent. And and take that a step further with the consistency. If you go correct that line worker or that equipment operator, hey, you got to have your safety glasses on. Hey, you have to have your mask on. Well, then you better be willing to correct the engineer, the supervisor, the executive person. If they're on the floor and you've established as your policy that this area requires hearing protection or safety glasses, they're not exempt. And you want to make sure, and you're going to get a lot more respect from the employees if they see that you go and correct them as well as when you correct them, you know, the, the employee. Yeah, there's a whole organizational alignment that needs to take place for the entire organization to be consistent, isn't there? Like, for example, third shift supervisor, well, he's a cool supervisor. He don't make us wear masks. Well, what that does is someone comes in early and sees that. And then you have the first shift guy saying, why do I have to wear a mask? Bob's not making him wear it on third shift. So all the way around between shifts and every supervisor, everyone's got to be on the same page, right? Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because one of the lines I use here, because occasionally we'll work some weekends and I remind people the rules don't change on the weekends. It's right. not a Monday through Friday safety policy or an employee handbook. It's whenever you're at work handbook. It actually may be more important. I remember Nick Koya, our BWC rep, did some research in regard to day and time of injuries. And a large proportion of those do happen on weekend shifts where things do get loose. Maybe, uh, you know, just working a little few extra hours. Maybe the culprit fatigue. There's a lot of different things that could come in play, but that's a big deal, especially in those weekends where, you know, maybe as a supervisor, we say, hey, it's Saturday. I'm not going to be all stupid with it. You know what I mean? No, be that. Be that guy. Make sure everyone's operating safe. So, Matt, that takes us to the second question. Then, if do you see an overarching safety issue from all your decades of experience, no matter what industry you work for, whether Delta or somewhere else that you say, hey, man, if there's one thing that we need to fix in safety across the board, it's this one thing. What would that be? Well, I kind of struggled with that one, Mike, and, you know, because there's so many safety standards out there, and, you know, I, I certainly, uh, I think that I'm well-informed, but I don't consider myself an expert because I don't think we ever stop learning and the standards keep getting updated and changed. But one thing that jumped out at me when I read that question, and it might just be a pet peeve of mine, but people always selling the OSHA standards short, the 1910, the 1926, and... I don't remember the one for uh, a longshoreman, but people always want to say, well, it's a minimum safe standard. It's a minimum safe standard. You know, you can do more and you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, I agree, but to say it the way they're saying it almost does it an injustice because it's like saying, well, they're minimum safe standards, so you're still likely to have an accident. And that's the farthest thing from the case. You know, the OSHA standards are, you know, if people want to say they're minimum, but they're not minimalized. They're designed to ensure that if an employer is following that standard, and they're following it properly, the odds are you're not going to have an employee injury. And, you know, if no matter which one you look at from, you know, the uh, powered industrial trucks or lockout tagout or walking working services or fall protection, if you truly are following the standard properly, you're probably not going to have a significant injury. Now, with that being said, there's obviously some industries out there that may need to take it a step further. You know, at, at Delta, yeah, we, we have some chemicals here, but, you know, I don't have anything that's way over the top. You know, I don't have like a refrigeration factory that might have anhydrous ammonia piped in everywhere. You know, that's that's a, a pretty serious chemical, and 
they might have some additional standards above what the OSHA HASCOM standard requires. And that makes sense. Not, not to mention, they're also probably caught up in process safety management. But I, I get a little upset when I hear, especially consultants that want to come in and say, well, they're minimum safety standards and you should always go beyond. I think the employer needs to do their own risk assessment and review the hazards and try to mitigate the risks. And if it means doing beyond what the standard is, outstanding. But if they feel that, hey, I'm meeting the OSHA standard, my employees are safe, we're not having accidents, then, you know, I, I think the OSHA standards are there to give us a strong guide. That's good information, Matt. Thanks. I mean, it, it's there. It's a standard. So that's a good starting place. And if you want to do more and you can do more in facility, that's fantastic. But I hear what you're saying. It's almost like undermining the system put in place to protect us when it has a lot of value. So, but that being said, the, the last thing, the last question we have for you is if you could tell your peers, other safety managers that do similar things than you, if you could tell them one thing that helps inspire them in a daily grind, one piece of advice, what would that be? It's simple. Always be positive. Even when it appears that your own leadership or ownership isn't taking safety as seriously and you might become frustrated, don't let, you know, don't let that get you down. Always stay positive. Keep pushing the message. Keep coming to them with that information. You know, it could be that you caught them at a bad time where they're worried about some other major issue for the company and they just don't have the time to focus on that. But, you know, I would say, you know, take a little onus on the fact that you're the safety manager there. So they're taking it serious enough to know that they have to have someone there that's going to stay up to date on the information and the codes and compliance. And they're trusting you to make sure that employees are trained, employees are safe, and then keep presenting that to them. Maybe they want more statistical information. Maybe they need to do a cost justification, but work that out with them and show them different options and uh, and keep that positive safety message to achieve what you want. And, you know, I think the other thing I would share with you is when you're the safety manager for a company, I look at it as I have the responsibility here to ensure that over 200 people get to go home every night to their loved ones. And I take that responsibility very seriously. And so, you know, you can't look the other way, rather, again, we said earlier, whether it's the line worker or the supervisor or the executive, anybody could get hurt at any time if something's not done properly and following your safety procedures. So the biggest message on that is always stay positive, get into the codes, know the codes, and do your best to ensure compliance and keep sending that positive message. I like that, Matt. And I would add, too, in regards to, you know, trying to move the entire organization through corporate improvements is never underestimate the power of incremental change. You know, I heard a guy saying one time, if you're out golfing and you take your club and you move it one or two millimeters to the left, guess what's going to happen in the long path? At the end of that hit, it could be 20, 30 yards to the left. Small incremental changes over the long haul have huge changes. And I just remind our listeners, there's something called the diffusion of innovation model. It's been used for marketing and and 9 million things. It's used in health, social services, anything you can imagine. And it takes a long time to get majority of people on board. You have your early adopters, your early majority, late majority. Then you have a handful of people that never adopt those things. So check that out. We do have a podcast on it. It's actually called embracing the long view for safety where you talk about that specifically but small incremental change consistent over a period of time could have big improvements over the one two three four five years and even beyond that so matt thank you very much that was awesome i know we're going to inspire in safety with this podcast you had some great information 
Keep it simple, stay consistent, and have a positive attitude in in the process. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.